This episode is sponsored by Lost Galaxy TTRPG. Dungeons got you down? Having trouble finding your path? Cthulhu no longer returning your text? We've all been there. Every now and then you gotta mix things up with a new system. But Arthur, I hear you say. We can never decide what to play. I love fantasy, and they want to play a science fiction game. Don't get me wrong. I like Doctor Who, but when I play a tabletop game, I really prefer to be a tabaxi. This is where today's sponsor comes in. Lost Galaxy is a science fiction fantasy role-playing system that doesn't sacrifice the science for the fantasy, or the fiction for the reality. There is something here for you, no matter what type of game you want. You want to do the Star Trek thing and focus on space exploration? You got it. You want the brutal, grim darkness of the 41st millennium? You can do that too. Or, you know, you can also just have a fun pickup game where you and your orc co-pilot just hop around the galaxy having a fun time. More than that, though, Lost Galaxy is built by players for players. Everything about it is designed to give you the most satisfying role-playing experience you've ever had. Head on over to https colon forward slash forward slash lostgalaxy.games forward slash to sign up for their newsletter and learn more. Now, on to today's episode. Welcome to episode 32 of Slay the Stars. Last time, Zem received a visit from Nox, the deity of night and magic. Zem was ripped from that dream by Dale's screams as they were attacked by another strange group of aberrations. In the night, they lost another friend, Drea. The group continued north until they made camp. This should be the last night that they have to spend before making it to the piney forest that marks the elven lands around Annenfell. Amara appeared to Shar, and he's gone to speak with her. And that is where we will pick up today. Shar, as you sit down, she puts her hand out to you, and puts it on your shoulder. And she says, Shar, are you okay? <laughs> Just the entirety of the last, what, at this point, week? Give or take because of the time skips? Yeah, it's been it's been maybe even a little over a week with all the time skipping. Week and a half-ish. Yeah. Just kind of hit him all at once, go. <sighs> no, <laughs> but I will be. You know that usually I need you, but it seems like you need me this time. No, no. It's, um, I'm sorry, Char, about everything, everything. I'm sorry that these things are here, and I'm sorry that I've been distant, and I'm sorry that this will probably be the last time we speak for some time. What do you mean? Wait, no. What do you mean? I don't... I don't even know where to begin, honestly. Um, these things, they're not going to stop coming. They're gonna... They know that you're here, and my being here in any small way could just draw more and because of this stupid pact we made I can't even do anything wait what 
You know what they are? I don't, I don't know what they're called, but I've never seen them before, but I've heard stories. We've all heard stories. You have your monsters and we have ours. How is that possible? I tried to tell you, Char. I... Just because I have a lot of power doesn't mean that I'm all-powerful. There are things out there that are beyond me, and these are not, but what they, what's coming is. What are the stories? Shar, why do you think their eyes glow when they see you? Magic, probably. That'd be my guess. Sure, but your friend over there, the goblin, they have plenty of magic on them, and they didn't glow when they saw them. But that, as far as I know, Dale can't use magic. Certainly, but when those things first scanned you, it wasn't because you used magic. They can sense something about you. Have you ever wondered why you feel so lost? Why nothing seems to fit? Why you worked so hard at music, at becoming a monk, at all these things, and yet for some reason, nothing felt right? Why was it that the moment I awakened this spark within you, you were casting magic that the mages at Stellium take years to understand and many never do? Um, I don't, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. You're not human, Char. What are you talking about? Of course I am. No. Not completely. I don't know how it's possible, but I'm sure of it. You and Zamira are of celestial blood. It's the only thing that makes sense. But even if such a mating was even possible, my People can't come here. They're, they can't be here in this way, not for 2,000 years, which means one of them either found a way around the pact or the two of you aren't from this place either. I don't have any answers beyond this, and I'm scared to keep digging because I don't know what the others like me will do when they know of you and Zamira. Okay. I'm concerned. If this is what the people who seek you know, then I don't know what they want from you. My parents seem to know you. Yeah. Why is that? Your parents 
may know more about this than I do. When you were young and you needed guidance and you were lost and they didn't know how to handle it, they brought you, they brought you to the temple, the very one that you ended up working at later. And they asked for guidance from any of us who would listen. And unlike the rest of the people like me, I never abandoned this place. How long have you been known me? A long time. Maybe, I don't know, 15 years? It doesn't... I don't understand how I can't be human. Shar, I believe that your parents love you more than anything in the whole world, but I don't think they're your parents. <laughs> what, you think they just found me somewhere? No. I think that... I think a bargain was made. What kind of bargain? I'm not sure. But when your parents asked for help, the way they worded it was like... Like that they had been, they'd been given a gift and they, they needed help with you. And I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. When you said you won't be able to contact me for a while, it's because you attract the whatever the hell they are. Right? The, the chaos in your world, the chaos in all the planes attached to this celestial hub, this is not a coincidence. This is what these things do. They, first, it's just small things. Things go awry, wars break out, misunderstandings turn into bigger things, and then the scouts come. And they start to destroy the small pockets of people and resistances that could stand up to these things, and especially anybody with celestial blood. Because they feed on us, Shar. They feed on us and our ability to affect the weave. And unfortunately for you and Zamira, you might be the only two people with celestial blood in this world. That's... Uh. That is a hell of a coincidence. This isn't the only world, sure. If you could see what was happening in some of the other places here, there is a chance that the others like me will flee. Entirely. Leave. For other worlds, other hubs, new creations, just to escape whatever's coming. Who would leave? Many of them. 
My question is what's drawn this here? This is not a large creation. We are not a huge hub in the, in the grand scheme of everything. We're so small, something has brought this here. So then aside from you, who would stay? Maybe no one. If someone like you were to be doing something similar to what you're doing, would that do the same effect with these? What do you mean? Would it rile them up more, make them more active? So using our power and our gifts, potentially, yes, could draw them. But it's the presence of our magic. It's the presence of us here that draws them, that fuels them. And if you were to leave, would they? No. They're here for the hub. They're here for us. We can't be the only two people on this plane. On this plane? On Vela? To be able Certainly. to stop this? No. Certainly not. The two of you could not stand up to this no more than I could stand up to it by myself. But unless we unite people here on this plane and the other planes attached to this hub, then we stand no chance. I've seen much, or I've heard of, much larger places being completely devoured by this thing. As I said, these are just scouts. But it's not all bad news. The elves are up to something because we can't pierce into their city. At all? No. We can't see what's happening there. Not even Primus himself. How? Is there any other places like that? No. That's the only one? The only one. So, in theory, it would be safe? Maybe. Potentially. It at least means that they have some capability. It at least means that they know something is coming because they are protecting themselves. The garden was attacked, wasn't it? It was. How bad? It's bad. It's bad, Charlemagne. It's bad. So as long as we're in Annenfell, I can't talk to you. No. I'm sorry. Um. He's alive. Good. Yeah. How much worse is this going to get? It's going to be bad. The orcs were traveling south. They had something with them. Is that what these are? I don't know. I don't think so. 
It wouldn't be... These don't operate in that way. They serve one purpose, which is to sow chaos and eradicate those with a celestial spark. If you were to find any other celestial sparks here, then they might be going after them as well. Potentially, yes. If they found them. Do you think there's going to be more in Ananfell? Maybe. It's possible. I think that if we can find a way to stop this here, unite the people here, we might have a chance. But if Vela falls, the direction towards the hub will be complete. They'll siphon the energy from this entire place and it will be nothing. Cold and dead. I don't... I was so sure when we left. I didn't think it would be like this. I would say it's going to be okay, but that doesn't seem true. So instead I'm going to say that all hope is not lost. We have a chance, but we need to be very careful in what steps we take next. What should those be? You need to go to the elves and see what they know. And I need to convince my people that this world is worth fighting for. And these worlds are all worth fighting for. Which side is Ulrich on in all this? He's that sharp. What? Yeah. He's dead. How? I don't think you want to know the answer to that question. There were not many people at the garden who could have accomplished such a feat. Um, after the elves, where should we go? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to find there. What's Primus doing in all this? Nothing. They've made no stance known. They've made no decision. You have to understand, Primus is barely a sentient being. They're only obsessed with maintaining a balance, convincing them to dip their toe into any of this is incredibly difficult. It's only been the past few days that we've even had any inkling of what's happening down here. So far, it seems that Vela is the only plane on our hub that's been affected, but the others are probably not far behind. Sure, it's gonna, I don't know if it's gonna work. Just touch her on the shoulder. I appreciate all you've done and all you're gonna continue to do through all this. Of course. And this might be the last conversation for a while, but I'm going to miss it. 
I'm gonna miss it too. He's gonna stand up, but when he does, he's gonna hesitate a bit. Which side was he on, Amara? It's not as easy as that, Char. Please. He did what he had to do to survive. But he was not on the right side. Thanks. Of course. He's just gonna start walking away. And Shar, you're used to her just sort of like disappearing very rapidly and you'd be like, oh, gone. But this time, when you get back to the camp area and you turn around, she's still standing there for a moment watching you go. And then you actually watch her just sort of fade away. In the meantime, Sam, you're sitting there very curious about what Shar is talking about trying to mind your own business and the thought crosses your mind like what is this gift that she gave I felt something but I'm not sure and you start focusing on your powers on your hands how different you feel what does that look like for you and what happens that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) um so Are we talking one by one? Yeah, yeah. Just kind of uh, give a little life to it. What do you find out that you have that you did not before? There's there's one sense that is like a cousin to a sense that I'm like the magic, the way that my magic feels already. And it's cold, but not like, cold that we're used to like not like temperature cold it's it's like a like a feeling of of um darkness and and chill (laughs) (laughs) um and when I focus on it a hand very close to my mage hand but more um kind of zombified um appears Okay. Instead. I dig it. And then there is something that's very different than, from anything that I've had before. And when I focus on that, I start to feel a little overheated. Like I'm kind of tugging at my, my jacket that I have on and I push like the hood back and I'm like, oh God, it's hot in here. And what that, like a kind of, you know, um, when you look at something that's cooking or hot and like the steam, it's, um, it's not steam. It's like the, that shimmer that happens. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like I'm looking at my heat waves, the heat waves. I'm looking at my hands and it, like they're kind of doing that a little bit. Like the, it just kind of like, Oh God, it's so hot. And I stopped concentrating on that. And then the, the last thing that I kind of feel is like, Backed by anger a bit, it comes from a place of, um, like, anger, yes, but also a, a little bit of fear. <laughs> um, and it feels it feels pretty powerful. Um, and I just can kind of, like, the hair on the back of my neck stands up, and it just feels 
like I hear like a dull roar, like a like a train sort of thing in the back, like in the back of my head. That's like the the vibe that I get from that. Um, and I like I focus on it and I focus on it, and I just I sort of no one nothing's in front of me. No one's in front of me, and I I just kind of like push my hands out. Um, and I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to cast it just, okay, you know, um, and that is actually very loud. <laughs> I want this to be as Char's walking back. He's like distraught. He's just been like rocked emotionally by this conversation. And he's like, oh God, I got to tell Zeb. And then it's just like, boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you hear like really loud thunder and it just like force out from me. And then I just, it immediately, like, all of it immediately goes away. And I'm like, okay, that's new. You see Char, Char like, from behind, like, a tree, just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> For those keeping track at home, Zamira was giving given the magic initiate feat as a gift from Nox. So, Char, you now approach Zamira, how are you describing all the things you just learned? Uh, you okay? Here's some soup. <laughs> you okay? Here's some soup. I'm just imagining. It's okay. It'll feel better. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. You okay? Here's some soup. And there's a bowl of soup. Write <laughs> that down. Um, where are... Dale and uh, Zuby. I picture the two of them have actually sort of become friends a little bit. They're sitting off to the side and Dale is teaching her how to cheat at cards. Excellent. Okay. Uh, I'm going to grab Zem, kind of walk a little further off. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use the message to Rafe feature. Okay. Uh, I'm going to wait. And normally I would be quiet when I'm sending these messages, but I'm going to be very concise and say it out loud. Ulrich is dead. Be afraid. That's all I'm setting to Rafe. Rafe just sends back, noted. I'm sorry, what? The garden. Yeah. It's gone. What about... He's alive. That's good. Oh. Is it good? No. Yes, but no. I'm gonna grab your arm. Um. Um. Sam, there's some... There's a reason those things are targeting us right now. Those blob pieces of shit yeah I mean I kind of figured they were chasing us with the yeah through the past it's your blood my blood what do you mean the, the circumstances I, I'm not real clear on I didn't get a lot of Clarity. Zem, we have, um... Magic that others don't? Yeah, I, I mean, I know. Celestial blood. 
like, like, ooh, we're from the stars. <laughs> this is this is Zem's actual reaction, like laughing. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I look at your face. Wait, <laughs> what do you mean? Sam, I don't know how, or why, or when. We have... Those creatures are looking for something specifically. And the thing that they're looking for is our blood. What our lineage is. In a sense. This doesn't... Makes sense. Shara's just going to like kneel down and like kind of slide down the tree, like just into a pile of snow. No, it doesn't. I'm going to pace in front of you. Like, is this what Amara's telling you? Like. How'd you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I saw who you were headed to. I'm sorry. I saw her. I don't know. I saw her. I figured she showed herself to me. Sure, just kind of got to look over by the river. Is she still there? No, she's gone. Have you ever seen her before? I haven't. I... Nope. No. Um. Yeah, that's exactly what she told me. I mean, like, like, I mean, she might be a god and all, but like, I don't know. Like, they have, she has her own agenda. I mean, she could just be telling you things to put you in a place that she wants you to react or do something. They always want something. She's not wrong, though. Because what I thought they were, those things when they were facing anybody else, their eyes are black. They reacted to us. What do you mean? Their eyes weren't black. You're right. Because what? Are... They had stars in them. Yeah. When they saw us. And not for anybody else. It didn't react to Dale. Without their magical bling. So, like, I mean, but what is that? What does that have to do with? I still don't understand. Like, your parents are still your parents. My parents are my parents. As much as I wish it wasn't true. Do you remember something that your dad said? Which part? Well, the last night you saw him, he said something about not being very lucky. Last night? The last, the last night. Oh, the last night that I saw him. Yeah, I mean, but he's got his own issues. Like, I mean, he's just what a drunk. What if that's you? What if what's me? The luck. What if, I don't know how long ago, what if he, what if he traded in his luck for you somehow? I don't know. I would like, in this moment for both of you to roll me 
intelligence checks. Just straight no intelligence. Mm-hmm. 13. 22. Sure, you're going down this line of reasoning. <clears throat> you're laying it out. You thought, when you heard that in that moment, you were like, maybe, maybe Zem's dad is mixed up in some Fortuna cult deity something. You're not really sure, but there's definitely something here. Zem. You start thinking about it, and you've heard both your parents and Shar's parents talk about their lives when they were before the two of you were born. Your dad was a poor fisherman. Your mom was a poor fisherman's wife. Shar's uh, parents were struggling artists that couldn't afford a place to sleep in, and now all of a sudden, Shar's parents are the most well-known bards in the entire world. Your mom basically runs the biggest criminal syndicate in the world. It's weird. It's weird how their luck suddenly turned around. If you put Illuminati in this campaign, I will <laughs> actually kill you. Just, I'm, I'm warning you. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> so then I'm I'm going to stop my pacing and I'm just, I'm going to stand and I'm going to look out across the icy water. Zem, they knew her. They knew Amara. Uh-huh. It's like a, not a committal uh-huh, but like a dismissive yep. uh-huh, like... Like, I'm still thinking things through. Something's going on in Annenfell, Zem. They can't see what's going on in Annenfell. Zem, have you told Shar that you saw Nox? Mm-mm. No. Okay, just wanted to clarify. Um, I'm gonna start, like, breathing kind of like... Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to, like, drop to my knees and dig in my bag, and I'm going to pull out the... Oh, no. Dumbass. I'm still going to drop to my knees, but I'm going to take the pendulum off, um, and I want to ask some questions. Guidance. Can you do guidance on this? Sure. Fucking nat one. And I would change it, but it doesn't matter. Two, three, it's intelligence, right? Yeah. Four, five, six. So seven total. Is that one question? Zem, what's... I don't think it's a... It's no question. No, yeah. Zem, what's the first question you would ask? About my blood. Is it true about, about my blood? All right. You are holding the pendulum and you're saying, is it true about my blood? And it's just straight down pointing at the snow, not moving. And you're getting frustrated and you're screaming and you're screaming and you're screaming and it's not responding because you're not focused and this isn't working. I'm not screaming no words. I'm screaming the words. Like I'm yeah, screaming yeah. the question. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to scream for real and then I'm going to let it drop in the snow. And then I'm just going to sit there. Like kind of sort of hyperventilating. 
Charlotte's just going to kneel down next to her and just slowly try to keep breathing normal. Try to keep her from hyperventilating if he can. Nothing too forceful, but enough. I don't... I'm sorry. For what? You didn't do anything. I didn't mean to scare you to that extent. I just don't know what... This is too much. This is too much to ask of us. This is too much to put on our shoulders. What can we do? I'm sure it's going to pick up the the pendant necklace. I don't know what you want me to call it. Pendulum. He's going to put it around your neck. Just, it's still our choice, Zem. No one else's. Okay? Mm-hmm. We were sent up here because they might know something about a magic item. Let's just focus on that for now. I... And let's make sure we get our shit back from Dale. Because I know they took something. Fucking Dale. I don't, um... I I need to tell you something, too. Okay. He's gonna try to get you to stand up. Make sure you're calm. So I had a dream. I was... It's It was different. It wasn't terrifying. That's That sounds good. I think I could see Amara because of this dream. I... <sighs> okay. So, I was by the river. Not in it. You're, and... Okay, so you were in the river. No, I was by the river. By the river. Not in the river. Okay. And I felt calm and then I could hear singing and I followed the voice and there was a woman there and I understood what she was singing and she was singing about being homesick and magic and when she noticed me she called me over and she knew me and she had me sit beside her and we talked for a while. And she told me her name. Shar, it was Knox. Like, goddess of magic, Knox? And I know that it was truly her. And... <laughs> she said... She said things to me. She said, I think she wants me to be her puppet. And basically said that there's going to come a time when I can choose to stand down and do nothing and not act. And that I would know when that moment came. And then she gave me gifts to know that she was serious. And she said she could give me all the power and all of the magic that I could ever, ever dream for. 
That's where that thing came from. Is that what you want? Magic and power? Yeah. I love magic. I I love the feeling that it gives me to imagine creating and destroying and all of the above and everything in between to imagine doing it and then successfully completing it. I mean, there's a thrill like no other. You have to know what I mean. But power? I don't want power beyond just being able to live. Zeb, how truthful do you think you are in that statement? Um, you know what? Don't answer. Roll me an insight check, Char. Eight. Don't answer that question. <laughs> Let it float there in the ether. Let Char glean from it what he will. Roll a two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want... I don't want it at the cost that it seems like is going to need to be paid. But the choice is still yours, right? So it seems as of now. Well, whatever you decide to do at that point in time, I'll trust you'll make the right choice. Just okay. nod. Okay. I'm... I appreciate your confidence, but I'm not sure that I am... Um, I don't know that I trust me as much as you seem to. Well, then, why don't you put your trust in me, then? Believe in the me that believes in you. I'll try. I'll try. So you're both having this moment in the woods. Existential crisis to the extreme. And... You know, you're you're trying to figure out what to do next and you're very overwhelmed with emotions. Both of you are crying a little bit. And then Dale comes walking over and like, hey, uh, I don't want to break anything up. It seems like you are sharing a moment. But if we're going to get to uh, get to Annenfell, we need to, you know, sleep or something. Yeah, um, you're right. We can. Uh, I heard there was soup. There is. It's really good this time, too. Uh, come on. Come on. Come on. The soup is not good at all. <laughs> I heard there was soup. Yeah, it's good. It's it's warm. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's great warm. It is, it is warm. It is warm soup. Uh, but the fish that they caught from the lake... We're not the good eaten kind of fish. It just kind of tastes like muddy, dirty. There's definitely some dirt in it, you know. Is that a, is that a cat, catfish? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, t- I told him you love fish. <laughs> I did. I made a special for you. <laughs> I did. I tossed in some of those red berries I found. I thought you uh, liked them. I, I told, I told them, you liked fish. I did. Before this. <laughs> Shaw, roll me a Constitution save. Why is it so sticky and chewy? <laughs> Seven. Okay, you're gonna have some diarrhea tonight. <laughs> Yep, that's a, that's on brand. <laughs> but, I love that that's where you went after everything. That, <laughs> you could have been like you're poisoned for 24 hours. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, that's no. fine. No. Nope, diarrhea. Just a diarrhea tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but is there anything else y'all wanted to do tonight before you get some sleep? All right. Are you going to do it? Are you going to send the message? I am going to send a message. Uh, I want this one to heavily feel like I've been crying. Okay. 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 I, I want to hear the dramatic reading. Well, I, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, here's the thing. She would like, when she sends the message, she's going to try to seem like she wasn't crying. So, I just wanted understood that okay. she was. Yes. But also, she's dry to the point. There's no flirtation. There's no, like, playfulness at all. So, the message says, We'll arrive in Annenfell tomorrow, damaged in more ways than one. Reconsider tying yourself to me, us, for your own sake. He responds back, I don't know what's happened, but when I find out who made you feel this way, I'm going to burn them all. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. God damn. (laughs) Shar gets a shiver. What is that? And then there's a pause. And he says, perhaps I need a vacation. Yes. (laughs) You pass a semi-comfortable night. No creatures. No fights. Just dealing with all the thoughts and anxiety from the day. You get some sleep. You wake up the next morning. Dale woke up before you. And Dale's already started cooking. Hmm. And it's all right this time. It's an eight. (laughs) Last time it was a two. (laughs) It's all right. It's better than the soup. (laughs) Char, actually, Char, roll me a constitution save. Dirty 20. Okay. You had some diarrhea last night, but you still <laughs> managed to get your rest. No exhaustion. <laughs> so official long rest? Official long rest. Do I get to recover my level one exhaustion? Yes. Yes. Uh, but Dale has gone out and foraged some little 
bird eggs that they found. They're cooking them up. They took a, like a stone that they're heating up on a little tiny fire, even though you told them no fires. They're frying some eggs. Uh, and there's more of that dirty fish there that they've chopped up and mixed into the eggs. So it's, you know, it's not great, but it's much better than the soup. The eggs was enough protein. <laughs> Where were the eggs? <laughs> He's like, oh, I found them. I, I went foraging this morning. Shar just kind of looks around. Where the fuck were their eggs? In the trees over there. Just points, you know. Thanks, Dale. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. I'm going to roll poor tens. Nine and five. All right. So, you pack up your things. You get in your cart. You continue on down the road. We're going to move ahead a little bit here because uh, this episode's getting long. Eventually, you get to the outskirts. of. So once you get high up in these mountains, the, the trees were very sparse. But as you've come back down into the valley where Annenfell actually sits, you get into more trees, more trees, more trees until you hit the bottom of that valley. And it's just tall, thin pine trees, white bark, dark green needles. Very striking. And it seems that at this point, all the trees become the same. Very monoculture here. Zem, roll me an arcana check. With relish. No. <laughs> Hold on. How much relish do you need? Um, <laughs> a d4, perhaps? <laughs> you said arcana? Mm -hmm. It's a 10. Nope, 12, sorry. Are you guiding? I mean, if I can. Sure, how would you guide? So 13? Cool. 13, so maybe. Uh, <laughs> up to this point, the world has seemed very pristine here. Not a lot of human or otherwise uh, agriculture. Nobody's been here deforesting. You get down here into this area and all the trees are the same. And all the trees seem to be evenly spaced and you know two things either this is real and somebody deforested this whole area and specifically planted these trees like this or two this is magic you're not sure which your arcana check wasn't high enough mm -hmm. as you start to get into the forest immediately you see a person approaching you they're tall, very thin, long ears, long brown hair, wearing very stereotypical, almost like comically elf ranger attire, green shirt, brown pants, wooden bow, you know, arrows that seem like they were home fletched, looking not super official. And they approach you and they say, no one's allowed in these woods. Um, we're an emissary. I don't, I don't care who you are. No one's allowed in these woods. Do I believe them? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, roll. Oh, shit, come here. <sighs> 16. On my shoulder. That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they, this person is being very forceful 
No one is allowed in these woods. By order of the elves, by King Andir, no one is allowed in these woods. Turn your cart around and leave. Listen, elf. I'm not turning this cart around. I am not leaving. I will be going into the city. You are not welcome in the city. We've had enough trouble with outsiders. Turn around. Go back to wherever you came from. And you are not welcome in my presence right now, and yet here you are. Sure, are you stopping Zamira on this warpath or letting her dig this hole? I like to imagine that Char is the one that's just kind of like talking to him in person like he stepped down from the cart and Sam was just on the cart like I will burn you alive <laughs> and Char's just like typical Monday uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've had a very long journey we come bearing notes that we're supposed to give to certain people why are we not allowed in the city and why would they not have informed us beforehand there have been plenty messages sent to the various kingdoms, various bureaucracies out there, saying that we are not accepting outside visitors. There's been trouble in Annenfell. We ask for your understanding, and we ask for you to turn your cart around and go home. And what were to happen if you were to arrest us? Would we be in Annenfell at that point? No. Where mayhaps would we be? I will and not Char's be arresting gonna, Char's you. Char's going to be scanning the surrounding area to see who's all there. This is not an arrest situation. Feel free to. Roll your perception check. Oh, fuck you. 26. <laughs> <laughs> there. Rude. You glance around. And uh, this is a sniper situation. You see at least a half dozen other people, arrows knocked in trees around you. Hmm. How many total? So you see about a half dozen, so including this person, seven. But if there's a half dozen, you guess there's probably more. He's going to get closer and not, not threatening at all. Just kind of like a whisper. I think you should tell your aide to stand down now. We mean no harm but we will still bring it to you. We are here transporting. If you'd like to take the cart, that's fine, but we're going to Annenfell. They lean forward, and they say, You found eight? That's better than most outsiders. You will not be coming into Annenfell unless you can prove to me that you have some world-changing reason to come in. Ulrich is dead. I don't know who you're talking about. Yes, you do. Ulrich is dead. I don't know anybody named Ulrich. The garden has fallen, and we're here investigating an item. They're delivering. You know of the item. What item? An orb. Yeah. How do you know know this? Why don't you take us inside, and we can discuss it further. No. Why don't you tell me how you know of this before I shoot you dead where you stand? Because at that point, that removes your leverage, doesn't it? Well, there are four of you. I only need to take one into the city. 
How many of us actually know, I wonder? I don't know. Are you willing to take that chance? Well, it seems you know. I so do. I could get rid of the other three. I'm waiting for the fire path here. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. They relax. <sighs> All right, but I'm going to warn you. You might never leave. Honey, I'm, by the end of my visit, I'm telling you I will be leaving. I don't plan on staying here forever. Just let us in. Escort me in. This, I'm not even asking. Sure this is a polite warning for you. If you see what is in this city, we can't let you leave. Sure, I was going to switch over to Elvish. We know what you've done in concordance with blocking out who can see into the city. We're here for answers and deliver messages. And if we don't, if we are not allowed to leave, then that's a cost we're willing to pay. All right. Let's go then. Shar's just like, oh, fucking hell, too shit. <laughs> just like full relax. Get in the cart. I'll drive. All right. So, Shar, you get in the back of the cart. The four of you are seated there now. And uh, he hollers back, my name's Toriel. And he, yes, T-U-R-I-E-L. He clicks the reins, and the horses seem to respond immediately to him. Much better than they've ever listened to you, Shar. I don't, I don't, I need you to quiet down. <laughs> Just, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> uh, And you start proceeding into the trees. And you begin to notice a few things. First is that the air begins to feel warmer. At first, you think it's because you're finally in this valley that's sort of guarded by the mountains to one side, or maybe the trees are acting as some sort of windbreak. But as you continue on, it becomes clear that it's actually just getting warmer. So warm, in fact, that after a bit, you feel the need to take your coats off. The forest around you shifts dramatically from this piney northern forest to a lush, vibrant scape full of flowers and greenery and life. Eventually, you start to hear the sounds of a city beyond. Big. It reminds you a little bit of being home in Saltspire. Lots of people talking. Lots of things moving around. You start to see buildings peeking above the trees that you didn't notice before. And these are still very tall trees. And Shar, you, with your passive perception, would notice that Turiel is not wearing the clothes that Turiel was wearing when you were just speaking to them. Seeming kind of thing. Yeah. Instead, he's wearing... These well-made leather clothes, still armored, but stylish, expensive, dark, flowing tunic underneath. The bow that he's carrying looks to be made of the 
very dark color wood. And in the light around you, it's giving off this interesting shimmery glow that's this like blue color. Eventually you break the tree line and you see this city that expands out away from you in this sprawling metropolis. You heard stories about elves living in tree houses and, you know, thatch huts and being one with nature. And these aren't that. These buildings are made some out of wood, but some out of metal and some stone material that you've never seen before. And in the center of town, you see that an area has been cleared and there's a huge dock with scaffolding and everything that's built there. And sitting atop is a ship in the middle of the forest. And that is where we're going to end this episode and this core. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy Happy, holidays. Happy end of core two. This is wild. We'll see you in January. Happy Hanukkah, Chris McQuantica. <laughs> we love you all. Bye. Bye. You said we were leveling up. Oh. Oh, crap. Happy Christmas. It's a good thing we're still recording. I forgot. We're leveling up. <laughs> Level up. Level up. All right. So, since it's Christmas, counter-argument, Dos Diablos? No. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your Christmas. You're on the naughty list. So, Zem, what are you taking a level in? Um, sorcery. Wizardry. Sorcery? You just named two different things. Wizardry. Sorcery. 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 I'm going with wizardry. Um, School of Divination. I am leveling up there. All right. Dope, dope, dope. Shar? Cleric. Don't ask me to brain after six hours of recording. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) This makes sense. Uh, Just had your final meeting with Amara for a while, so get that. Snag that cleric level. Mm -hmm. Something tells me I'll be taking another monk level at some point soon, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Just as a reminder, we take max hit points, so no rolling involved with that. Now we're done. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Slay the Stars. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We want to thank our sponsor, Lost Galaxy, again for supporting this session. You can head on over to https colon forward slash forward slash lostgalaxy.games forward slash to read more about the game and join their mailing list to be notified about their upcoming Kickstarter and other updates. With over 200 different class combinations and dozens of skill options, Lost Galaxy is sure to have something to fit your playstyle. That address again is https colon forward slash forward slash lostgalaxy.games forward slash. You can also find them on Facebook and Twitter at Lost Galaxy TTRPG. Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Polino. Thanks for listening. <laughs>